You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. ...of the Talmud. We are studying a page of the Talmud, a section of a page of the Talmud, actually, of Tezayin and Brochos, in the second parak of Brochos. And the Gemara that we are dealing with uh, was talking about the balance that needs to be developed between the responsibility that a worker has to his boss who's paying him and his religious responsibilities of tefillah, which Chazal instituted. And they realized that when Chazal instituted these chiyuvim of tefillah, they realized that they would come into conflict sometimes with the economic reality of people needing to work at a certain time. And that's why this, these prices, I think, are specific, are, are quite interesting. Because I think that these, uh, hello Debbie, these prices, as, as I was saying, are, are, are part of the, they actually try to navigate what I think is a very important area and as I just said a couple of, a minute ago, the area between our religious responsibilities and our fiduciary responsibilities, our responsibilities to our employers, which is part of the world. The Rabbanon of Bayesheni understood that life was going to go on. They were actually living in an Eretz Yisrael that had a thriving economic life. And here they were uh, demanding this responsibility of davening and we saw yesterday whether it was for everyone or for some of them but according to the way Rab Gamliel looked at things it was a pretty long uh, section that needed to be done and it was meant to be done three times a day including the morning time when people would be at work now today of course we have we have another thing here well you go to work after davening uh, your davening starts uh, um, uh, earlier than work work starts. In an agricultural society, work had to start pretty much the same time that people would have to daven. So this conflict was already built into the system <laughs> because they realized that people are going to be working, and they're going to be working in the fields. The fields, you need to, you need to be out there to crack a dawn. You've got to use the m- moments of daylight for what you need to do. So there was obviously going to be this conflict between being able to fulfill your responsibilities to, to, to yourself, your society, to the economy, and towards what you needed to do for God in terms of making your life connected to God in, a more, in, in that qualifiable way of davening, of tefillah. So that's why I think these, this, this isn't just, look, every piece of Gemara is good. I think this Gemara actually has some pretty strong important principles for us to see how Chazal balance things. Okay? So that's really what we were what we saw yesterday. That again, no no minyanim. <laughs> no minyanim. Do your individual responsibility uh, in the best way possible. That that's one thing that we saw clearly. In terms of the particular uh, aspect of, of how we're going to uh to just just develop the difference between two types of workers. Uh, let's just finish that point off 
right now. And again, I, this is the yellow from yesterday. So follow the yellow brick road here. The Hatanya. Okay, so I mentioned yesterday, and you know, I took a walk with the dog afterwards, and I was thinking, was it, was I right about that? Because I, I made a big deal yesterday about Hatanya and Hatanya, and that's the way I think I, I was taught. Then I checked uh, Steinsaltz and I checked uh, Tobias Gamaris, and I see that they actually use the same Nikud with the Komats under the hay, Hatanya. But I, I distinctly remember my teachers telling me, and maybe that's because they were they were trying to uh, indicate the difference that sometimes it's hotanya, but hotanya. Um, and I, I'm going to go with what my teacher said that that there is a difference in the hay, and that would indicate that's the difference when you're when you're giving it over, whether it's a proof or a question. And this is a proof, right? And that, and I and I assume that. It sounds more like a proof when it's a hey with a patach, which is the patach meaning this one. Hey, hatanya, look at this brysa. It's good. We're pointing to it as a positive way, not as a challenge. So let's look at that brysa again. Uh, again, uh, with, with, with all due respect, and I do mean that, <laughs> complete respect to the, to the, to the teams that worked on Tuvia's Gemaras and worked on the Steinsaltz Gemaras. Hatanya, hapoalim shoya osin bimelocha eitzel balabayas. Okay, Korin kriyashma mitpaolim veochon piton. Okay, so again, uh, they're they're working. They do do kriyashma. They the tefillah is also part of their system, and of course eating. But look at this. They do not make the bracha before it. Hmm. What does that mean? They don't actually. That's a, they don't make the bracha of of, of hamotzi. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> right. That's what it sounds like. And Rashi actually indicates that if you take a look. Meaning, when it comes to eating, you're you're busy. Don't take that time making that bracha. That takes too long. <laughs> you would think it's so short. Anybody can do it, right? It's such a short thing. It's it's Is it so difficult? Yeah, Yeah, right. You know, you don't need to do that. In fact, don't do it. Ain mavarchen, ain mavarchen. Let's read it again. Ain mavarchen lefanecha. Don't make that hamotzi. Wow, it's almost like you're an onain. It's almost like someone has died. You're at the job. No, no, just eat the food. Okay, okay. What do you need to do? Avol mavarchen laacharecha. That you have to do. Um, because. And Rashi points out, we'll see it in a minute, because that is from the Torah. Birchat what we call benching, is from the Torah. However, even that is a shortened version. How is that? Shtayim. You only do two brochot of benching. Okay, only two brochot of benching. So, how does that work? How does only two brochot of benching. Ketzad. How does that work? Ketzad. A key Gemara word. Ketzad. Right? A lot of... Right? Ketzad. It's a, a compound word. 
How does that work exactly? So, Baruchah Rishona, the first one, which is, right, Hazon Esako, right, that one is normal. Kitikuna. Tikuna, like meaning the way it should be, like tikun, fixed. Tikun, yes, this is, yeah, right, right as the way it was fixed. Kitikuna, the way it was set up, exactly the way everybody else would make that bracha. That's exactly the same. Shnia, the second one, right? We know how the Shnia starts, right? We have, we, we started with no delacha, right? Which is which is the birchat ha'aretz, right? Because how does no devacha end? Our aretz, we have a mazon, but we actually start at the same shnia poteach bebirchat ha'aretz, right? We start talking about the great land that we had, but then instead of ending with our aretz, we have a mazon rach. Instead of saying and then talking about rachem and talking about Yerushalayim. Uh, we actually make that into one bracha. Poteach bebirchat ha'aretz v'kolelin. Here you have a good word. Everybody knows what this is, a kolel, right? Kolelin means it actually is included. You, 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 with the word kol, you actually include it in. Kolel. Kolel means you take the idea and you make one unit out of it, right? Uh, all the kolelim should be that way, right? There should be like a bunch of people all together and they're all kolel. Okay? And they're learning, but kolelin here means in, in the in, in the Mishnaic Hebrew means you take the the second bracha and you actually insert it into the first one, and therefore what happens is kolelin bone Yerushalayim. That bracha, by the way, we should mention uh, Avrami. What is it? Yerushalayim tomorrow, right? I think tomorrow or tonight. Chav Zion. I think it's tomorrow. I think so. I think tonight is Yom Yerushalayim, I believe. So, Koelin Bone Yerushalayim, your Koel Binyan Yerushalayim with Birchat Haaretz. That's a beautiful sentiment anyway, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it is tonight. So, it's good that we're mentioning, right? Koelin Bone Yerushalayim with Birchat Haaretz. Binyan Yerushalayim going together with Birchat Haaretz, Yerushalayim, together with the land, which is uh, a, a, the note. You're, you're praising God, of course, and 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 and, and, and wonderfully. Um, here, I got a, a bencher right here. Not a bencher, a big sitter. You can see. Right. Um, right. Uh, you all know that. That's all about getting the land. And then you include that and which is about the greatness of the land. But you include, of course, the Tfilot for Yerushalayim, the Tfilot for the Binyan Yerushalayim, which is interesting. It really turns out that this Mishnah, this Brita was sort of written, uh, this Brita is post the Horbin. Because it talks about Bona Yerushalayim, as if Yerushalayim has been sat, ravaged, sacked, and pretty much destroyed. So therefore, this you can indicate from the, that this Brita is from the period post the Horbin. 
And it's saying, normally, of course, we want to make Yerushalayim a separate bracha, a separate appeal of, of what we say every single day. But now that you're on the job and we're going to compress this, as important as it is, you just ate food that came from Eretz Yisrael. And it's important for you to realize how much we owe God for having Eretz Yisrael and how much we want Yerushalayim to be the center of that land. But instead of, it's going to take too much time to make two brachas out of it, we're going to compress and have one bracha. So that is a shorter version of benching. And by the way, as you can see, there isn't any bracha afterwards. The bracha of that we call Hatova Metiv. Now it could be because at that time when this bracha was authored, they hadn't yet Hatova Metiv we know that last brocha, the one that starts with Avinu Malkeinu Adireinu Bareinu Galeinu Yotzreinu, right? Reinu Yisrael Atov Ameitiv Lakol Shemachol Yom Biyom. So we have a tradition that that actually was only instituted uh, months or years, whatever, I don't know how long, but after the Bar Kokhba revolt, uh, which was also obviously post the Horbin, and that's when they allowed that that's when that bracha made its uh, way into benching. However, I uh, my, my feeling is is that this halacha uh, clearly knocks out that bracha. In other words, this takana clearly because that that's an, an additional bracha that was definitely added later. These these so these two brachos basically tell the story of all you need for benching, and that's what you do when you're on the job. You you have an abbreviated birchat hamazon. But now comes the key proof to the Hatanya. Okay, this is a key Gemara word as well. I'm I'm bolding it or trying to mix here. I'm getting a beautiful green color here. <laughs> With this yellow. Sometimes this is uh the Rashi Tebo, Bet Dalit Aleph. But here it's Bamedvaramamurim. When are these words said? Which is a shortened no bracha beforehand. Shortened Birchat Amazon. But, right? And what we're going to say now, something else. In a minute, I'll get back to it. Ba'osin Bischaran. That's when they are actually working for wages. Aval. Osin Bisudatan. I mentioned this yesterday about the Okis and things like that, that this was a reality. You know, watch uh, the Grapes of Wrath. And you'll know what I'm talking about. People basically did not get paid. All they were able, it was just enough to get them to work, and then you would feed them. If that's the way it was. Oh, and here's something we didn't see yesterday. Let's take a look. Oh, Shahaya Balabayit. Remember, that's the owner of the of the company that hired these people. May save. May save. Okay, so the shorish of that is Samach Bet, which is to lean over, right? Which is the way people ate, right? Um, the way people ate in that time, I guess even when they were on the job, they still, you know, <laughs> enjoyed themselves for their lunches. The lunch took a long time. They were Beheseba, Meisev, right? Meisev, they would like we do at the Seder. May save, Imahen, 
So if the Balabayit joins them, in other words, he's sort of like a benevolent dictator. On one hand, on one hand, um, on one hand, uh, he is uh, not paying them too much, but he is sitting there with them. Right? I'm sorry, I, I, I misspoke this. In other words, let's say, um, right, even if even if they are getting paid, he's not a benevolent dictator. He's paying them. But he actually eats with them. If he eats with them, he's sending them a message. Normally, the idea is I have responsibilities to God, responsibilities to my employer. The rabbis understand that, and they let you uh, they bend the rules a little bit for your for your benching, as we see here. They bend the rules for your benching and <laughs> bending the benching and make the benching shorter so you can get back to work. But if the boss sits with you while you're eating, and we know he, of course, as we talked about yesterday, he has to do the complete uh, shmon esrei and, and, and everything, and he goes down from the tree uh, no, no matter what the tree is, as we saw, that means that that's the okay for you to do mivarchen kitikuna. That means you can do a complete benching and make your hamotzi as well. If he sits with you, that's like an indicator. Look, I know the rabbis are, are concerned about our relationship in terms of money, that you guys should get back on the work. If I sit with you, that's like the thumbs up to do it the way you would do it normally. Okay. What the Breite is not articulating, which is crucial from yesterday's learning, is that you would also do a shorter tefillah, which is the compressed me'en yudchet that we talked about yesterday. If you remember what, I, what we talked about yesterday, that was up here. When the Gemara says, Me'en Yudchet. The Me'en Yudchet is not the complete Shmon Esrei. It's the, the, that middle section compressed. That's what the Me'en Yudchet is. So, um, before, uh, before we move on, uh, I would like to uh, tell you what that Me'en Yudchet is. Um, we saw yesterday, we did a little bit of, I showed you how to find an easy way to find the Mishnayot from Machon Mamre. Um, we could do something similar uh, with, I can show you again, Machon Mamre is a very easy uh, website. It, it doesn't have the Mepharshim on the side, but I can show you that as well. I want to show you what the Me'en Yudchet really is. We saw yesterday, Rashi said, Havineni Ladat Derakecha. Here it is, Havineni Ladas Terachecha. And then you can see what Rashi adds here, these two words, these two letters, and etc., etc. That's etc. Chavav with a Shrecho in Rashi. That means and on and on. Okay. So we know these three words, we know that it is Havineni Ladas Terachecha. I just want to show it to you just for you to see the ingenuity of this Me'en Yudchet. Like, what is this shortened version? Will it, will it satisfy the person who really wants to daven properly? Sometimes people say less is more. 
uh, people will tell you that, uh, you know, Lincoln's uh, second inaugural is not a long speech. It's one of the shortest inaugural addresses on record. No one could deny it's probably the best. Uh, similarly, of course, people know about the uh, Gettysburg Address. And they talk about the first speaker that went on and on, which was, of course, the, the pattern in those days. And um, the uh, and then, of course, the Gettysburg Address, which I think takes about a minute and a half to say or two minutes to say, again, is one of the most uh, is one of the most lasting statements ever, uh, ever articulated, uh, maybe in the, in the history of the world. Um, so. Wow, so short can be great. So I do want to show you that. So let's take a look. Let's take a little tour. I'm going to do. I, I could do it with with the Gemara. Uh, I'm going to show you that as well. I know, uh, but yeah, let's minimize this and let's take a look at Mahon Mamre. And we'll see. So I go to Mahom Mamre, go to their uh, page here, and then I just go to the sources of the oral law. And you can see if you want to put that up there, then, okay, look at this. It's got Mishnah to Sefta. Okay, here's Talmud Bavli. I think it's the last one. Okay. Now, let's say I'm going to do Brachot. And I believe it's the fourth chapter. Yeah. So there it is. Because ooh, look at all this. Here's all the Gemara here. And this is all the Gemara of Brochot, right? Here you can see Brochot's got a lot of words. Um and here it is. My me'ain shmona esrei. That was what we saw in our Gemara. The Gemara mentioned me'ain yudchet. What is me'ain yudchet? So, Rav Amar, me'ain ko brocho brocho. Rashi didn't mention Rav's opinion. Rav's opinion is that a shortened shmona esrei means 18 brochot, but each one is very short. You just say, you just say, uh, Right. He would just, he would, according to Rav, uh, the short Shmon Esrei still has 18 brochot in it. Shmuel Omer, Shmuel says, and here it is, and this is why I want to, I just want you to see this. Okay, so that's actually uh, a, um, if you think about it, is I just I'm looking at I'm have I have a sitter here uh, together. So Habinenu Ladas Drakecha is 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 obviously what we call Atachonen Ladam Das. Umo Eslivavenu and and sort of like do a bris <laughs> cut that part of our heart that doesn't seem to want to listen to you. Molis Livavenu Liyirasecha. Okay, which is Hashivenu. But actually a pretty strong statement. Change us. Molis Livavenu Lirazecha. Vitislachlonu. And that of course is Slachlonu. That there you see combines the two elements of that bracha. The next bracha, of course, is 
the bracha of Reino Vanyenu Ugaalenu, right? Redeem us from our individual uh, problems. Because if you give us slicha, if you change us and you forgive us, then we could actually, <laughs> I was going to say actualize, actually actualize, we could become Gulim, Liot Gulim. That's Gaal Yisrael. The next bracha, of course, is Rifa'enu. And that is, where's Rifa'enu? Virachkenu mimacha ovenu. Our pains. Distance us from our pains. Interesting way of, of restating the idea of Rifua. I mean, that's a bracha that in, in Coronaville, in Corona time, so many people spend minutes and minutes and maybe even hours inserting names. And it's interesting that in the in the in the in the short version, it gets two two words, rachkenu mimachavenu, right? Remove us from our pains, the pain, not necessarily the illness, but the pain, the cave, that right? Okay, it's really incredible if you think about it because this is 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 that is those two words stand for that whole bracha? Yeah. According to this, what's the next one? Of course, the next one is Barei Chaleinu Es We talk about wanting the land, the whole earth. We need the whole earth to be better, of course, in Africa and everywhere, and but also in Eretz Yisrael. So Vidashneinu, in other words, make us fat, give us the, the fat, the good, great stuff. Binavos Artsecha in your land. Right, clearly Eretz Yisrael in that case, and then we have Takabi Shofar, which is to bring everyone back. Unufutzoseinu, right? Those are the people that are that are everywhere. Nefutzoseinu me arba. Doesn't even say arba what, but we know what arba means. <laughs> me arba gets poetic here. Nefutzoseinu me arba, the ones that are spread out from four, meaning the four different directions. Bring them back. Then, of course, we have um, the the next bracha, which is Hashiva Shavtenu Kavarishona, and um, uh, and of course, there's also a combination of Malshinim, which is the bracha against the slanderers and the Rishoyim. So, how do, how does Havinenu uh, give us a short version of that? So let's take a look. Hatoim al daitcha. In other words, the people who who don't know, right? The toim. Maybe they don't mean it. Maybe they are they're they're just confused. A very liberal way to speak about uh, about them. Hatoim al daitcha. Those are the ones yishpatu. Those are the ones that we want uh, to be judged. I just want to stop here for a second. If, 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 if whoever is, you know, Avi, Avrami, and, and Debbie, if you take a look at your sitter for a second, you don't get that impression at all. In other words, Hashiva Shoftenu is about, I want the Sanhedrin back. I want the people who are, can advise us back. Hashiva Shoftenu We need the right judges. We need the Yoatzim. We need the people who can give us Das Torah, who can give us what we need to understand. According to the shortened version, that's not why you want the judges back. 
You want the judges back for to correct the ones that are wrong. In other words, the tom al the people out there that are making mistakes, that don't understand, that are doing Averot without realizing it, they should yishpatu. This way they'll have judges that can warn them, that could actually punish them, but bring them back. That's why we want judges back. That's why. It isn't just to have this. Of course, that's part of it. But you see from here, the main reason that we want the restoration of the Sanhedrin and to have the judges back the way they should be has to do with uh, and then we get the essence of which is about <laughs> and the evil ones, the ones who are really causing us problems, the people that hate the Jews from among us in a way, the, the, our worst enemies God you'll, you'll pick up your hand on them which we don't say, which of course in in the original, toved yikores taakir teshaber. That's not such. You'll take care of them. Your hand. That's enough. The scary hand is enough. We don't need to hear all the words of destruction. The next bracha is alat sadikim. That we want to share in a sense and glory in the fact of what the sadikim are going to benefit. By the Yismachut Sadikim. Okay, that's Awat Sadikim, but that now is compressed with the next bracha of Yerushalayim, and Estemach David is all put together. The Sadikim are going to be uh, happy with what? With Yerushalayim being rebuilt. They're the ones, we talk about Yom Yerushalayim. Yismachut Sadikim Recha. The Sadik is the one, as much as you know, everybody wants to have the capital and realizes how important it is to have Yerushalayim built the way it should be. And, and, and therefore, the tzaddikim should be besimcha over the fact that we have the city rebuilt and the fact, even more than the city, the heichal. Because they definitely appreciate, like we should all, but tzaddikim especially, not only appreciate, tzaddikim, the tzaddikim will be overjoyed by that. Which, of course, is the fact that there's going to be the Mashiach. The horn of David will rise, meaning the king will rise from the seed of David, the horn, the power, We'll see the change. That's a little poetic ending to it almost. That's sort of the last statement. There's going to be the 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 setting up of the candle for Ben Yishai Mishichech, which of course we say anyway, right? Uh, it then ends with Terem Nikra Atotaneh. And this, of course, is Shomei Tfila. Even before we call, even before we're able to articulate our words, we know you're answering us. Terem Nikra Atatane, which is actually not in Shomei Tfila. <laughs> if you look at Shema Koleinu, I'm sorry, uh, Shema Koleinu, it says, right? We, we say that on a... On, on, on a Yeah, it does say the internet is unstable. 
Yeah, I wish I could. Uh, I apologize. There's really uh, other than moving, I can move to a different room and try to. But my, I think my family would would stage a rebellion if that would be the case. Well, it just it was for a good a half a minute, but now it seems to have stabilized. So okay, all right, okay. Um, but anyway, I think this is an interesting point in the Havinenu that Terem Nikra Atatana. We don't say we say that on a fast day when we really are in pain. But in the Havinenu, it's actually part of the Havinenu. Even before we call, you're answering us. Baruch Hashem That's the Havinenu. So again, I don't know if my parallel to the um to the um uh, Gettysburg Address is is, is a good one, but I think you see there's, I think it's quite a beautiful summary. And we can see now why Rabbi Yeshua says you should say that every day. The Tan Rabbi Yeshua says, hey, this is, a, uh, this is something that can be memorized, and this is something that I think hits the points. Uh, and it can be done every single day. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting though, that just I just want to show you just as we finish this idea about Havinenu, um from and it says look at this here Ulayatala Abaya Aman Damatsli Havinenu. Abaya didn't like the fact, even though it's mentioned in the Mishnah, and it's Rabbi Yeshua's Tfila of choice. The Chazan gives you the whole eighteen brochot, as we said yesterday. But the individual says Havinenu, which we just read. But Abaya said, I don't want that starting up again. <laughs> Abaya, the Rosh Hashiva in Bavel, you know, 200 years later, whatever it was, 150 years later, after this this tefillah was developed, he said, no, um, Abaya was against it. Abaya said, you know, a person who davens Avinenu, he seemed to be against it. Again, it's sort of a strange, in fact, the word Allah in Aramaic means he cursed it. He cursed someone. He said, don't do that. I'm not sure why. One of the beautiful things when you look at the Mahon Mamre page is there's no Mepharshim. It's almost, it's, it's the wild, wild west. <laughs> Again, you have to know how to translate, but you can almost, it, it gives you a freedom. Uh, we can look at the Rashi on that page and see, or the Mepharshim to help us. But it is an interesting. It, 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 the, the Gemara is so great because you you just had this, in my mind, a very um, eloquent, beautiful, short prayer that captures the major aspects of what Shmon Esri is supposed to be. And right after that, we have, but Abai didn't like it. Abai said, "No, I don't want you. To, I don't. I don't think people should be doing it." Um, uh, just to be complete on that, if you take a look here, Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Shmuel, Rav Nachman said in the name of Shmuel, he said, <laughs> He seemed to say, you could do it the whole year. There's only one time he didn't, he didn't think it should be said, and that was on a Saturday night, and that's really not our discussion. But I think Rav Nachman, I think Rav Nachman, disagreed here. I think Rav Nachman did not agree, did not think like Abaya. 
obviously he felt that Havinenu still has relevance. And it's still something that uh, might be a positive thing. Certain times it's maybe awkward to say, but again, so that is uh, a little bit of, a, of, of an aside. I, I don't know how, I wouldn't say a real aside, because I think it's, uh, but that is the, uh, what Havinenu, that's what Havinenu is. Okay, um, a couple more minutes here. Uh, as you see here, it's, I don't know how to get rid of this, but this is the new, this is now a new sugya. Chatan Potter Mikriyashma. Now, where does that come from? So that comes from the Mishnah that we didn't read. That's up here. So let's take a look. Chatan Patur Mikriyashma. That's Kufshin is Kriyashma. We know what a Chatan is. A Chatan is someone who just had Nisuin. Nisuin just occurred. He's now a married man. Patur mikriyachma means he doesn't have the responsibility of this mitzvah. Laila harishona va'ad motzei shabbat. Okay. So that first night, the wedding night, he does not have to say kriyachma. Va'ad motzei shabbat. And he has till Saturday night. Im lo asa ma'ase. Now, you don't have to be a prude to realize what this means. Okay? Lo asa ma'ase. What is the act that a, 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 a groom is involved in? Consummating the marriage. The first sexual union with his wife. So the chatan is potur from kriyachma. Let's put it in perspective. The worker who's on the job, up on a tree, needs to say Kriyachma. Whether he stops working, uh, that's the first paragraph, the second paragraph, Kriyachma is done at the job. However, the next Mishnah, the next halacha is a complete tour from Kriyachma. You don't have to say anything. And who would that be? That would be the Chatan. The Chatan is Potter from Kriyat Shema that first night. And not only that, as we know, and, and that it doesn't always happen, right? Um, we realize this is a, these are young people, usually, not skilled in, the, uh, in romance, let's put it, uh, to put it uh, delicately. And therefore, it's not necessarily going to happen. So he gets till Ad Motzei Shabbat. Motzei Shabbat, of course, means when Shabbat leaves, what we would call Saturday night. Now, if it's Saturday night, when does it start, though? So here you need to know a little bit of Halachot in another place. So since I had Machon Mamre up, let me, let me refer back to that for a second again. And let's go to Talmud Bavli again. And let's go to, and again, how do I know this? Well, again, I'm, you wouldn't know it necessarily. Maybe a note in the art scroll would tell you. But here we go, the very first Mishnah in Ketuvot. Besuva Niset, this is Masech Ketuvot, the very first Mishnah. Besuva Niset Liyom Which means, and then most people got married were virgins. 
that the virgins would get married on Yom Revi. What is Yom Revi? Well, Yom Revi is Wednesday, right? Sunday, Yom Rishon. Uh, Monday, Yom Sheni. Tuesday, Yom Shlishi. Wednesday is Yom Revi. So if the wedding takes place in the afternoon, a Wednesday afternoon wedding, that was the that was considered prime wedding days for virgins. Okay, and most people that got again, most marriages were the marriages of a virgin. And therefore, Wednesday would be the day of marriage. So if Wednesday is the day of marriage, now that I've seen that, why was it Wednesday? Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hide this from you. The reason why Wednesday was the day <laughs> because twice a week, Shabbat means a whole week. The the best din would would be involved in the cities. They would they would convene, and when would they convene? on the second day, and on the fifth day, which was Thursday. Every Thursday, there'd be a Bet Din in the city. Why was the Bet Din convening there? She'im cholulo tainat betulim. A betul is a virgin. Tana means uh, an, uh, an issue, a, disc, a, a, a problem, an argument, something that you want to throw on someone. Mitoen. Toen means to put something on someone else. Betulim. Lo would be the husband, him. He has an argument. He has something that he has an issue with the fact that about the about the bitulim, the the physical indicators of her virginity. <laughs> and he says, "I didn't find them. There's something wrong here. She wasn't the virgin that was promised to me." What would he do? Ho you mashkim We know what he wants to do. This way, Thursday morning, <laughs> right? Thursday morning, he's up there. He's one of the first people in line coming to the Bedin and saying, I want, this woman lied to me. She's not a virgin. The father lied to me. I, I, right? Or even worse, possibly. Remember, they were, they were technically married even before. And now, she, what's she been doing? Why is she not a virgin? What's, I didn't fool around with her when during this year. Why she? So this was the reason why we wanted them to be married on Wednesday. There's other reasons that the Talmud actually develops, but the Mishnah says they got married on Wednesday. So now, if we take it back that they got married on Wednesday night, so that's why they got married on Wednesday. That's why. The, in order, possibly, if there's problems, to, get, to go to the Besden on Thursday morning. Let's assume there's no problems, though. And that's what's happening here. The problem is not that she, it's the exact opposite problem. The problem is not that she isn't a virgin. The problem is that he's nervous about how to break her virginity. Or, or maybe he's nervous that she won't be a virgin. The Gemara actually speculates that as well. Anyway, that's so much on his mind. How to uh, actually getting it done that we we give him a pass for kriyashma. So chatan patur mi kriyashma lairishona. That would be Wednesday night, Thursday night, 
Friday night until Motzei Shabbat. Saturday night, though, we figured that's enough time. Imlo asa He hasn't yet consummated. If he hasn't consummated by Saturday night, I guess we say, look, uh, you know, you guys have issues over here. We're not going to, we're not going to stop. <laughs> You're not going to never say Shema. But during this intense, nervous period, it's like a combination period of a lot of different tensions. The tension of the new relationship, the tension of maybe she's not a virgin. I'm not sure what I'm doing. All of that means we don't say, we say, you do not say Kriyat Shema because it ain't going to work. It's almost like even that, you can't even have that type of concentration. The Gemara then, the Mishnah says, Maisa, this, we know who this is. This is Reish Gimel. Reish Gimel has been mentioned in this Masechta before. Reish Gimel would be Rabban Gamliel. Shenose Isha. I'm not sure if it was his first wife. It sounds like <laughs> it was not his first wife. He married a woman. And everyone saw him making a point of saying Shema. His students said to him, What? Rebbe, today was your marriage. And here you are this evening joining us or showing everyone that you're saying Shema. So his students said to him, you taught us. You taught us. So his answer was, again, he seems to going going against what the what the halacha was that he actually had been one of the teachers of that halacha. Amar lechem, he said to them. I'm not listening to you, even though you're quoting me. You're quoting me back to myself. I'm not listening to that, not accepting it. Levatel hemeni. Levatel means to eliminate, like bitul chametz. Hemeni, from myself. To eliminate from myself. Malchut Shamayim, the idea of God being the king, the king of heaven, the kingdom that stems from heaven itself. I'm not going to eliminate that from myself. This, of course, is a shortened version. You can see that from this streichel here, that that means api, which is short for apilu. Again, why some places the Talmud page shortens and sometimes it doesn't, I don't have an answer. But that's afil even. Even for this hour, for this night, I am I have not yet consummated. We see he hasn't consummated his marriage. But for me it's different. I am not going to allow I'm not gonna there's not gonna be any evening that I don't bring God into my world as my king. So that is the <laughs> that is the Mishnah. We didn't do that up until now, but that was the Mishnah. Um, and on this, we're going to have 
Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.